Section 44 of the Expedition of Humphrey Clinker. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Deborah Lynn. The Expedition of Humphrey Clinker by Tobias Smollett. Section 44. To Dr. Lewis. Thank heaven, dear Lewis, the clouds are dispersed, and I have now the clearest prospect of my summer campaign, which I hope I shall be able to begin to-morrow. I took the advice of counsel with respect to the case of Clinker, in whose favour a lucky incident has intervened. The fellow who accused him has had his own battery turned upon himself. Two days ago he was apprehended for a robbery on the highway, and committed on the evidence of an accomplice. Clinker, having moved for a writ of habeas corpus, was brought before the Lord Chief Justice, who, in consequence of an affidavit of the gentleman who had been robbed, importing that the said Clinker was not the person who stopped him on the highway, as well as in consideration of the postillion's character in present circumstances, was pleased to order that my servant should be admitted to bail, and he has been discharged accordingly to the unspeakable satisfaction of our whole family, to which he has recommended himself in an extraordinary manner, not only by his obliging deportment, but by his talents of preaching, praying, and singing psalms, which he has exercised with such effect that even Tabby respects him as a chosen vessel. If there was anything like affectation or hypocrisy in this excess of religion, I would not keep him in my service, but so far as I can observe, the fellow's character is downright simplicity, warmed with a kind of enthusiasm, which renders him very susceptible of gratitude and attachment to his benefactors. As he is an excellent horseman, and understands farriery, I have bought a stout gelding for his use, that he may attend us on the road, and have an eye to our cattle, in case the coachman should not mind his business. My nephew, who is to ride his own saddle-horse, has taken upon trial a servant just come from abroad with his former master, Sir William Strollop, who vouches for his honesty. The fellow, whose name is Dutton, seems to be a petty maitre. He has got a smattering of French, bows and grins and shrugs, and takes snuff a la mode de France, but values himself chiefly upon his skill and dexterity in hair-dressing. If I am not much deceived by appearance, he is, in all respects, the very contrast of Humphrey Clinker. My sister has made up matters with Lady Griskin, though I must own I should not have been sorry to see that connection entirely destroyed. But Tabby is not of a disposition to forgive Barton, who, I understand, is gone to his seat in Berkshire for the summer season. I cannot help suspecting that in the treaty of peace which has been lately ratified betwixt those two females, it is stipulated that her ladyship shall use her best endeavours to provide an agreeable helpmate for our sister Tabitha, who seems to be quite desperate in her matrimonial designs. Perhaps the matchmaker is to have a valuable consideration in the way of brokerage, which she will most certainly deserve if she can find any man in his senses who will yoke with Mrs. Bramble from motives of affection or interest. I find my spirits and my health affect each other reciprocally, that is to say, everything that discomposes my mind produces a correspondent disorder in my body, and my bodily complaints are remarkably mitigated by those considerations that dissipate the clouds of mental chagrin. The imprisonment of Clinker brought on those symptoms which I mentioned in my last, and now they are vanished at his discharge. It must be owned, indeed, I took some of the tincture of ginseng, prepared according to your prescription, and found it exceedingly grateful to the stomach but the pain and sickness continued to return after short intervals till the anxiety of my mind was entirely removed and then i found myself perfectly at ease 
We have had fair weather these ten days, to the astonishment of the Londoners who think it portentous. If you enjoy the same indulgence in Wales, I hope Barnes has got my hay made and safe cock by this time. As we shall be in motion for some weeks, I cannot expect to hear from you as usual. But I shall continue to write from every place at which we make any halt, that you may know our track in case it should be necessary to communicate anything to your assured friend, Matt Bramble, London, June 14. End of section 44